0: We live in a time when the pursuit of short-term gratification at the expense of long-term benefits isn't as frowned upon as it used to be. Now That may be because there are just so many short-term pleasures and exciting things at our fingertips these days, uh, literally at the push of a button or the click of a mouse. And with so many instant pleasures presenting themselves at every turn without any peer pressure to help us resist, then, like sheep to the slaughter, we wander in and do things we'll likely regret later. And because so many of today's instant pleasures are ego-driven, visually appealing, excitement-oriented, or sexually stimulating, today's young men seem to cave in more easily than the rest of us. Today, a guy's guide to four battles every young man must face. That's next on License to Parent. Well, hello, and welcome to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a Christ centered residential program for teens in crisis. Our host is Trace Embry. He's the founder and executive director of Shepherd's Hill. I'm Rich Rossell. And, you know, Trace, you have to wonder how well you and I would have done back in the day if we had the same access to all that, uh, well, that today's kids have
1: access to. All day, every day, anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't think I really need to wonder. I actually hurt for these kids today. Uh, They're getting so many mixed messages and confusing streams of thought blown their way that uh, there really is no wonder we're seeing such high rates of addiction and mental illness, self-harm, mood-altering prescriptions, and enrollments into long-term residential programs like Shepherd's Hill Academy. You know, I said it before, Rich, I'll say it again. Growing up in America these days can be hazardous to your health, socially, psychologically, intellectually, emotionally, even physically, and certainly spiritually. It's hard to be healthy uh, in any of these areas when an entire society holds dear that you know, all that God says will ultimately harm you. Uh, but living antithetically to God's will and way is now systemic to who we are as a people here in America. Right, and it doesn't seem to be improving any (laughs) time in the future either. Well, sometimes God's ecosystem requires that things get bad enough for even the heathens of the world to start crying, uncle. But uh, I I think we need to keep our chins up and use these times as uh, another opportunity to see God prove himself faithful, as he always has all down through history. Uh, You know, uh, Christian parents are just now rich, starting to experience some of the culturally driven difficulties and persecutions and trials that Christian parents in other parts of the world have had to endure for 2,000 years now. Uh, I mean, after all, we're still not being fed to the lions yet or forced to eat our young. Christians have pretty much uh, had it our way in America until recently. We didn't realize how good we had it, actually, so we got complacent. And now we've got our work cut out for us, and I think it starts... Uh, by a commitment to doing a better job of winning our sons uh, over to the Lord and better preparing them for the responsibilities of manhood. Uh, that doesn't mean we neglect our daughters. Uh, this is not an either-or thing. It's it's a both-and. But it sure seems like our boys need a little extra help right now because regardless of the of the so-called war on women nonsense that we keep hearing about in the news in recent times, I think it can be argued that the biggest victims of a culture gone mad have been our sons, mm-hmm. and and you know I, I hate to use that term victim, but that's been my observation. Because if, if if we can truly get our boys on on a godly track to manhood, real manhood, uh, they'll make sure that the women are respected, and that the children are well taken care of. Yeah. We've got a guy who
0: we've had on this program a few times before, and we've invited him back to talk about this because we think this is right up his alley. His name is Jonathan McKee. Again, he's been a guest in the past. I think it's been a year or two. But uh, Jonathan is the author of over 20 books, including the brand new The Bullying Breakthrough, also The Teen's Guide to Social Media and Mobile Devices, the Amazon bestseller The Guy's Guide to God Girls, and The Phone in Your Pocket. He's also written a fiction book, and um, he's written a book that we thought might shed some light on today's conversation. It's called The Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face, a manual to overcoming life's common distractions. Jonathan has over 20 years of youth ministry experience. He speaks to parents and leaders worldwide all while providing some free resources you might be interested in on his website, thesourceforparents.com. That's the source, the numeral four, parents.com. Incidentally, Jonathan and his wife, Lori, live in Northern California. And Jonathan, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. I was in Northern California Earlier this week, and I didn't see you, so you must have been out.
2: (laughs) Oh, gosh, there's at least three or four of us out here, so I I don't know how you (laughs) missed us.
1: Well, the book uh, we'll be talking about today is called A Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face. But you also have some other uh, books out there as well. You want to share a little bit about uh, those books before we get rolling here?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because we're talking about the subject of guys, and you're so right as you introduce that subject and, and the concern we have uh, about young men because, uh, yeah, I mean, it, honestly, it's it's one of those things where right now, I mean, at the at the point we are in our economy, in our world, it's amazing how people are talking about, wow, you know, job markets, never been better. I mean, everything's going great, except for guys, for some reason, <laughs> 20-something guys are still, you know, living in their parents' basement, you know, smoking weed and playing video games. Yeah. And, and honestly, uh, this is one of those things where I was just researching because this isn't something that just... You know, Christians are noticing, it's, it's, the secular world is noticing, you know, you, you walk in, my, my daughter works at a Christian college, she graduated from college, she now works there, and I mean, it's two to one ratio, girl to guy there. You go to Grand Canyon University, three to one, three girls to every one guy, mm-hmm. and and I, I speak at a student leadership conference, 80% girls of, of are and, and a lot of them are just wearer the Christian guys. So, so yeah, That's we're true. going to talk about guys today and, 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 um, but yeah, I know, uh, some people are like, well, wait, I've got daughters. Well, you asked what books. One of the books I wrote uh, just before this was called "The Teens' Guide to Social Media and Mobile Devices," and that, of course, is addressing both guys and girls about what are you posting, who you friend in, you know, what kind of conversations you have, and all You know, screen time, that whole thing. Um, but no, I'm really excited that we're focusing the conversation today on on young men because, like you guys said, you know, man, when we grew up, there was definitely some temptations and stuff around, but now. We're seeing such a difference and and um I tell you that I, I think the biggest difference between when when we grew up and now is increased accessibility no that's and it. decreased accountability no that's because, exactly see, the i right. mean you know increased accessibility I mean, I mean think about it I mean the average young person say gets a smartphone at age ten and spend over nine hours a day soaking in entertainment media, so when they're not playing you know fortnite or laughing at youtube videos um you know they they're actually scrolling through, you know, an Insta feed and, and think of who their role models are today. You know, yeah. the, 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 music they're listening to, um, the, 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 stars they're watching, you know, I mean, this is just, you know, I'm telling you when it comes to, you know, you know, post Malone or Drake and stuff, they're not hearing a lot of, you know, sex is bad or say no to drugs or, you know, <laughs> right, and, right, right. and, and, and even if they are hearing sex is bad, it's like, well, wait a second. Sex is bad. Sex is yeah. bad. Sex is this awesome thing that God created. Wait, okay, wait. I'm... And so we don't know how to have these conversations to talk with them and, and do this because, you know, we're living in this world with increased accessibility, decreased accountability. I mean, mm-hmm. and think about this. I mean, like pornography, for example. I mean, it's just a click away from every device we own. We Common Sense Media just did a recent report about how many kids... Bring their phones into their bedroom, and the numbers are seventy nine percent. That's insane. So, so even though doctors have been for, for literally a decade saying, "Hey, no devices in the bedroom." Pediatricians, no devices it's in the
1: bedroom. Been longer than that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I I remember reading reports way back in the day, and was like, pull TVs, you know, pull those VCRs out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and still today, experts like like you know Jim Steyer, CEO of Common Sense Media, says, "Man, the bedroom is one of those places." Devices don't need to be. Right. So how many parents are listening? About 20%. <laughs> yeah.
1: We couldn't even bring telephones into our room uh,
2: if, we, yeah, had, if, yeah. we,
1: if we had our own room.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, so, I mean, we've got this increased accessibility, but because mobile devices have so much right there at their fingertips and those follow young people, I mean – think about it, to, to school, to the bathroom, to the bedroom, there's this decreased accountability. And this is just creating a place where young people are just kind of figuring a lot of this stuff out on their own. And so, so that's, you know, that's really my hope is a book like this, that you can hand to a teenage guy, better yet, you can go through with a young man, because that's why I put discussion questions at the end of each chapter so you can dialogue with well them about it, is we need to start talking about some of these things. Yep, we no need to start doubt. talk about some of these battles they'll face.
1: No doubt. And, and there's good news and bad news about this. The good news is this generation is a lot more open and honest about sex and things like that that we used to you know, be shy about. The bad news is they're not a bit embarrassed about it. i mean they're not they, they don't know how to blush about it there's, there's nothing well, and also
2: that, they're and they're not hearing the truth i mean they're hearing a world full of explicit right, lies you know exactly they turn on and if they're hearing cardi b talking in great detail about sex which she does and she's often in the top 10 um you know she's just talking about how oh i want it like this and she'll go into great description of how she wants it and and it's it's, it's hookup sex it's it's, it's it's just all pleasure. It's it's not God's design. And as moms and dads, as as people who care about this younger generation, we need to you know the, you know the world's talking about it already. They, you know some parents are even like, "Jonathan, are you saying we need to bring up sex?" No, no, no. The world brings up sex You're all the time. Right. We we just we just need to stop dodging the conversation. And when we start hearing some of these explicit lies. Why not open God's Word and talk about the explicit truth? Yeah. What are
1: the four battles that every young man must face, and, and how and why did you settle on these four?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And the reason I settle on these four things is, man, you talk with any youth pastor, or you sit in the back of one of my parent workshops and listen to what questions the parents ask as they, as they come to my back table. If they come up and they say, hey, okay, so my son, I could almost finish the sentence for them. I'm like, wait, wait, <laughs> yeah. let me guess he plays video games all day and can't stop and if you leave the house he'll be playing you know uh Fortnite and he'll still be playing 10 hours later when you come home right <laughs> so so the the screen thing is huge video games and and the lure of that of that glowing screen i mean that that's one of the um battles that they're facing is the the distraction of a screen it's not that phones are bad or screens are bad but sometimes uh, they master our children and our children need to learn how to be the master of their screen. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the battles. The other, the other battle is sexual temptation. Uh, to, you know, that's obviously, and that actually overlaps with screens today, but, but that's something that just is a battle that's a constant thing that, that young men are of course dealing with. Um, uh, another one is the battle of self-esteem. So who am I in today's world? What, it, what does a man look like today? And there's so many mixed messages with that. And, um, the last one is substances. And, and that one's been an interesting one because I think a lot of Christian parents think, oh, well, of course my kids know to say no to drugs, whatever. But, huh. man, we live in a world where where only 25% of graduating seniors see any danger or worry or anything about marijuana. In order, so think about the 75% yeah. of high school seniors graduating are like, weed is no big deal. And that's the thing. There, there's all these debates right now, and sometimes parents, I think, get sucked into these debates that really – are not really the important subject. I mean, when you get into the debate of should it be legal or not, or should grandma use it for, you know, medicinal purposes to ease her pain as she's coming off the cancer, you know, sometimes they get into discussions like that when really we should be having one discussion with our kids, which is how does it affect you as a young man with a developing brain? And when you get into that discussion, the research is crystal clear. So these are are the battles we need to talk about. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no doubt. Right. We're talking today on Licensed to Parent with Jonathan McKee, author of the book, The Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face, a manual to overcoming life's common distractions. You can find it wherever you buy your books. You can also find a bunch of free resources for parents on Jonathan's website, thesourceforparents.com. We'll be back with uh, more, uh, including unpacking some of these four battles right after this break. So stay with us. You're listening to Licensed to Parent.
3: Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno utopia or a virtual prison. prison? Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow? and artificial. Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherd's Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression,
0: addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12 month, Christ centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy.
2: It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and License to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society.
0: Get the help you need at Shepherds Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. Welcome back to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And we're talking today with Jonathan McKee. He's author of a number of books, but uh, one in particular that we really wanted to hone in on today, The Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face. We uh, mentioned those four briefly just before the break, and we're going to unpack a couple of them in just a moment. But Jonathan, before we do that, accountability is so important for all of us. Uh, as as a man in Christ, I need to have people around me who will hold me accountable, and I need to have people around me that I can confess my failings to. Uh, you know, now I, I do that with my wife. I've got another friend that that is a good accountability partner as well. For our kids, I know nowadays in our digitally connected world. Uh, a lot of our kids are more connected to their friends than they are with us, their parents. And in, in my mind, in many times, that's like the blind leading the blind. So ha- how do our kids find uh, good, uh, good accountability partners? How do they find folks who can lead them if they really don't want to open up to mom and dad in this way?
2: Well, that's a great question, and, and funny, it's something I address throughout the book, because actually in the opening chapter of the book, I have a chapter to the parent or loving grandparent who bought the book for their kid, and I actually encourage that parent or grandparent not to just hand it to the kid, but to go through it with the kid, because I say, what a powerful tool here, you know, here's here's a, a cool discipleship tool um, where you as Paul can take it through with a young Timothy, you know? And um, then when I'm talking with the young people um, in so many of the stories as we're talking about the lure of the screen or the lure of substances or of sexual temptation or as you're asking these questions about self-esteem, very often sometimes we're surrounded by people who are kind of, you know, leading us in the wrong direction. And I talk to them about seeking out a mentor in their life, seeking out somebody, and I said, go through this book with someone that, you know, if you're a Timothy, find a Paul that you can go through this book with and you can dialogue with. So I constantly am encouraging young people to, you know, find a mentor. And, that, and that's something they're, they're familiar with in the sports world. They even see that in the secular world. They'll see a lot of the greats out there, the, you know, the great athletes who've got that one coach that yeah. they're thinking, and um, I dialogue with young people a lot about that. And in fact, in my teens guide to social media, I spent a whole chapter talking about finding that mentor. So that's one of the things I encourage young people to do um, is, is have these open dialogues, um, share these struggles with someone who has a sincere faith um, that, that, can, that can ask them those tough questions, that can look at Scripture with them, and that can point at truth in a world so welcoming of lies.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan, I, I wanted to ask you this. Christian parents and clergy often talk about the power of the Holy Spirit to to resist certain things that are clearly sinful. Uh, yet it too often seems like the human sin nature is even more powerful than the Holy Spirit sometimes. What do you tell your kids about the power of the Holy Spirit in the wake of a, a besetting sin that a, that a kid just can't seem to overcome?
2: Well, I tell you, I mean, we can't alone we we need the you know the power of the spirit and it's funny how sometimes there's bad teaching out there i mean honestly i mean think of how many sunday school classes are teaching that the fruit of the spirit hey try to have joy try (laughs) to have love try to have peace like uh, apparently apparently you guys didn't read the passage there because the fruits of the spirit aren't things we try to do the fruits of the spirit are when we finally go god And I've tried this stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm lousy at it. I I, I stink. I give up, (laughs) take over. And and I want to put you in charge. And when you put him in charge, and allow Him to start renovating and working and changing us, then this fruit starts to emerge, joy starts to emerge, you know, love. This, this stuff emerges as fruit. So, so these are some of the things we talk about in the book is is tapping into that greater power and saying, okay, guess what? You know, I'm trying to find satisfaction through some of these temporary thrills, you know, because weed you know can be fun when you you know, smoke it and hey you know I can, I can get drunk and it's fun but then the next morning when you're sitting there hugging the porcelain toilet right. you know and and wishing you know and your head's exploding and you're going man that you know well, that, that was fun for that 30 minutes for that hour or for that 3 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. you know is there something more and that's what we talk about in the book yeah there is much more yep. and and we talk about what a relationship with god is like and what that does and how that can guide us in these tough times with these distractions.
1: You know, we talked about accountability, uh, which I think is really important. Uh, But I found that guys uh, are actually better at holding one another accountable for their moral standards sexually than they are at being accountable for being responsible in in other areas of their life, like finishing what they start or showing up on time or showing up at all or, or being conscientious about their work. Has that been your experience
2: well, it's interesting. I mean, we definitely live in a world where, where young men are very distracted. Uh, you know, less men are succeeding in the workforce, but you know, I mean, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater here. There's a lot of, you know, we all meet amazing young men who, who, are, sure. who are doing good, who are, you know, sometimes young men who are distracted find an environment maybe even the military or something like that, where actually someone is saying, okay, no, here's when you're going to get up, here's when you're going to do this, you know. But, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, you talk about accountability and, and, and finding that help. It's the thing that's again, we go back to is we live in a world where young people think about the typical young person's got that device in their pocket. As a matter of fact, I think Common Sense Media says 89% uh, right now have that in their pocket. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, and so that's 12 through 17-year-olds. That's, that's a lot of young people With a lot of ignorance in their pocket, and um, as a matter of fact, Barna did a survey where they asked um, young men and young women about the lure of pornography, and it was crazy because when and and Barna actually divided by okay, here's here's young men who actually have a sincere faith, here's you know, and he called them practicing Christians, and here's young men who were like, oh no, I don't go to church, I don't have any of that faith or whatever, non-practicing Christians, age 13 to 24, 72 percent of them, males, Christian males, said. I seek out porn at least once or twice a month. Yeah. Practicing Christians, 41%. Well,
1: pastors, males, 50 to or 60% struggle yeah, with
2: pornography. Yeah, yeah. So, so, like, so you've got 41% of practicing Christians. So think about this real quick. Of, of young men who are serious about their faith, maybe you're student leaders at your church, mm-hmm. four out of ten, you know, 41% of them say, I, and they don't stumble across a Google image. They seek out porn once or twice a month. So, I mean, if you think about this, you know, 72% of non-Christians, Practicing Christians, forty-one percent of practicing Christian males, um, and by the way, practicing Christian females only thirteen percent. So yeah, it does affect you know females, but this is huge for young men. So again, that that's why I address this in this book. We talk about this because there's a lot of young men. I mean, four out of ten serious young men who are serious about their faith looking towards pornography, and honestly, a lot of parents aren't having these conversations. And the thing is, I constantly encourage parents. And when I talk directly to the young men in this book, I bring them to scripture. And this is what I tell parents to do. Bring them to scripture. Don't be scared of these conversations. Open up Proverbs 5. Proverbs 5 is one of those scriptures that I think some parents are scared of because it says the word breasts in Proverbs 5. (laughs) It actually says, hey men, enjoy your wife's breasts. You know, let them satisfy you at all times. But keep reading. It says, but don't enjoy other women's breasts. Right. And it says, and here's why. And What a great passage to open up to a young man who's struggling with porn. Sure. To say, Hey, listen, sex isn't bad. God has this amazing gift for us. And someday you're going to find, a, you know, uh, someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and look what you're going to be able to enjoy. But when we go outside of that, and then, then I actually bring in outside research of, of literally journal of sex research and, and psychology today and stuff talking about just the research of young men who are looking at these pictures all the time and they can't even, they aren't satisfied and they, and, you know, literally impotence and all the different stuff that happens when you let this stuff master you. So we need to dialogue about this stuff. And um, this is a tool that hopefully, you know, uh, opens up some of those uh, conversations in a world so full of explicit lies it actually tells the explicit truth, yeah
1: well, I, one thing I do uh, appreciate about you, Jonathan, in, in, with the the limited experience i 've had with you is you know you bring things to the table that that need to be discussed, uh, and you 're pretty candid about it. And I, I do appreciate that, uh, but you mentioned yeah, so does
2: the Bible yeah no <laughs>
1: exactly uh, you know uh, you, you talked about using scripture, and you know a long time ago, I had a, a youth worker make fun of me uh, for suggesting um, uh, that uh, he read a few verses from Proverbs to a kid that he was working with. And he said, uh, do you really think that, you know, reading one more scripture verse to this kid is really going to help? And, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I actually have had experiences with with kids where one scripture verse was was what it took to, to, to turn Absolutely. the ship around. Absolutely. Well, and go and ahead. each kid...
2: Each kid is different and, and there's some kids where, you know, scripture is important to them and, and, and they, they you could start right there. There's other kids when I when I teach school assemblies, it's amazing. I actually can do school assemblies and sometimes I do it in a crowd where I'm actually allowed to talk about the Bible and I surprise kids and I start with research. I actually start with, hey, you, you know, here, here's a study from psychology today about this. And I'll start about research that talks basically about monogamy mm-hmm. versus promiscuity. And, and here's a secular study about, hey, here's, here's a bunch of guys that decide they're going to have sex with whoever they wanted. Promiscuity. And here's some guys that decided, oh, hey, I think I'm going to have one partner for life. What's that look like? And I talk about, well, who do you think's more satisfied? And it's fascinating because when you find research like that, what you find is very often you'll find biblical truth. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you would have opened up Time magazine a couple years ago, when the, when the cover article was called Porn and Why Young Men Are Fleeing From It. This hmm. was Time magazine, not necessarily a conservative source. Right. The whole report was basically about these young men that were looking at so much porn that they weren't satisfied in their current sex life. Right. And you know what that, that study actually was, the conclusion was? Monogamy, uh, one partner, makes your sex life much more, you know, happy and satisfied. Right. And you take something like that, and you go, guess what? Hey, let, let me show you another source that talks about that. Yeah. You open up scripture.
0: Wow, and God I, had it right the whole time. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Jonathan McKee. He's author of the book The Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face, a manual to overcoming life's common distractions. You'll find that wherever you buy your books, and you can also find a bunch of other free resources for parents on his website, which is thesource That's the source, the numeral four, parents.com. Jonathan, thanks so much for taking time uh, to be with us yes, today. Sir, we appreciate thank it. You
2: glad to be here. If
1: you're ever in our neck of woods, stop by, we'll show you around.
0: <laughs> oh, fun. And for the rest of you, you'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. Incidentally, while there, be sure to check out the many parenting topics we discuss on this program and subscribe to Trace's blog. Also, if you would consider becoming one of our ministry partners, offering both financial and prayerful support to Help keep this work going on the air and at Shepherd's Hill. We would be most grateful. You can donate securely online by clicking the donate button at licensedoparent.org. And remember that all gifts are tax deductible. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rozzle, inviting you to phone a friend and together join us again next time when once again we'll renew
1: your license to parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. I'll see you next time.